Thank you for joining us for Working Through the Word, a ministry of the Richmond Church of Christ. Let's join our pulpit minister, Mike Johnson, as he brings today's lesson. We're talking tonight about convenience and expediency. That's our theme for the day, to talk about commitment and convenience. This morning, I tried to show the danger of convenience. If, if we allow convenience to be the thing that we are most concerned about, we can get into real trouble because I think convenience has the potential to kill commitment. We want to be committed people. I appreciate the words that Abraham used in his prayer as we began because he prayed for a commitment level. He wants to have a heart and a mind and a life like people of Scripture, people that we admire, the Bible characters that God has given to us. And so I understand that's who we are. That's, that's who you want to be. You want to be a committed person. But we are drawn to convenience. Sometimes we just prefer what is the most convenient, the, the path of least resistance. I remember well growing up in our area in Florida, and every now and then we would have a church gathering of young people, and we would do a lazy intertube float down the river. The river was very calm, very easy, and we would just sit in there and just lay back and drift. You really didn't have to do anything. The river did the work. Sometimes that's just fun. Sometimes we just want the convenience of taking it easy. Here's the problem. While that may be fine as it relates to physical things, it can be very dangerous as it relates to spiritual things. So tonight I want us to think about this idea of convenience. How does this concept stir into our spiritual lives? How am I supposed to deal with it? I want you to turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. And that's where we will be for the few minutes that we have this evening. And you can pardon me as I try to figure out how to hold my Bible and a microphone at the same time. But we'll get to it. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and our text beginning at verse number 23. I want us tonight to in comparing the concept of convenience and expediency, I want to ask three questions. In order to make this comparison, I want you to be looking for three questions. Now, I have an outline there available for you on Realm if you want to look at it and follow along. And I want you to notice these three things, and we're going to be, have them founded in the text before us and use some other thoughts along the way as well. Here's question number one. Is it lawful? When we're trying to decide what we should or should not do, 
what we should or should not teach, or even what we should or should not think. The very first question we need to ask is, is it lawful? In this text, chapter 10 in verse 23, 1 Corinthians, the, the question, is it lawful, is assumed in what Paul says in this verse. Notice how he puts it. He says, all things are lawful. So it is assumed, therefore, that Paul has already asked the question, is it lawful? Now let's clarify a couple of things. First, it is obvious that Paul is not saying all things universally are acceptable. No matter what you're talking about, they're all okay. Well, obviously that's not the case. Paul would not say that all unrighteous things are acceptable or helpful. He's not saying that. He has already asked the question, is it lawful? And once he's decided that it is lawful, he then says all these things are lawful, but they're not all helpful. That's going to be a major point as we continue. But in our discussion, if we decide that something is unlawful, that is unrighteous, the discussion is over. There's no need to go ahead and talk about expediency. There's no need to talk about convenience because we've already decided it is unlawful. It is unrighteous. Therefore, the discussion is over. But if we're trying to figure out whether it's lawful or not, then we need to decide what does it mean when Paul says all things are lawful. Well, obviously it seems to me that the word lawful means consistent with the law. So whatever is consistent with the law is thereby lawful. It probably would be helpful if we had other words besides lawful. When we hear the word lawful, we think about crime and punishment more often. And that's not what we're talking about here. It, it fits into it a little bit. But the main point is not that. I have some other words. I like words like acceptable, authoritative. These are good words. These are words that make the point that God, Paul, is saying that all of these things are acceptable. And therefore, they are helpful, potentially. He says all things. I'm looking for what is acceptable. I'm looking for what is authorized. That's what we want to ask. So how do we figure that out? How do we figure out what is acceptable and what is authorized? Well, what we're really asking for is, what is the permission from God? 
How do I figure out what God permits? How do I figure out what God approves? There's another good word. How do I figure out what God gives me license? There's another good word that we could use. Let me ask you, or have you think about this. Number one, I have to decide that I want to find God's permission. If I have decided that I'm going to do what I want to do anyway, then it really, we don't even need to keep talking. If I've decided I don't care what God says, I don't care what somebody else says, I'm going to do what I want to do, then the discussion is over. We can't really have another discussion. But if you're committed as we should be, if we are committed, then we're going to say, I want to know what God approves. I want to find God's permission. One way to do it, or the first thing we need to do, to take whatever thought or action or teaching that we are considering and put it to the test. 1 Thessalonians 5.21, Paul wrote and said, Test all things. Hold on to that which is good. Put it to the test. When I have tested it by the word of God, now we're going to delve into that test as we proceed. But the concept is, as I test, I'm going to find out God's will. Find it. I am looking for it. Hold on to it. Test it and know. It's all right, I'll just stick with this. All right. When I have tested it, when I have put it to the test, and it comes out good, then I have found God's permission. By doing so, I have proven it. Romans 12 and verse 2, Paul said, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the acceptable and good and perfect will of God. You see, I want to be able to prove to myself that this is acceptable to God. So I have put it to the test. When I put it to the test and I have proven it for myself, then I can know that it is acceptable to God. Ephesians 5 verse 10. Find out, Paul said, what is acceptable to God. God, when he accepts it, it is lawful. That's where we are. That's where Paul begins in this passage. Paul begins with the idea of saying all things are lawful, but not all things, notice, are helpful. Paul adds a new word for us. Consider this word, this word, helpful. What does it mean? What is, what is expediency? When I say something is expedient, what am I talking about? This word is translated in a number of different ways. For instance, it is sometimes translated profitable. Now, we all know what profitable means, some kind of benefit that comes from it. 
And so I'm thinking of some texts that use the word profitable, one that we can really see what Jesus was talking about. He, he said, Matthew 18, if your eye offends you, pluck it out. It is more profitable for you to lose your eye than to lose your soul. Oh, I think I can figure that one out pretty easily. That word profit, oh yeah. I would lose an eye, but I would gain my soul. That's profit. But if I keep my eye and it is causing me to fall away from God, then I'm not profited by keeping the eye. That's the concept that Jesus is presenting. The concept of profitable. Number two, it is sometimes translated better. Better. Matthew 19, Jesus gave a statement about marriage, divorce, and remarriage. And it was tough. It was different from the Jewish law. Jesus said he's going back to the law that God made when he put Adam and Eve together. The law of Moses for the Jews opened up a possibility for things that God never intended, but he did because, he says, of the hardness of their hearts. And after they heard what God really intends, that a man and a woman get married and you stay married. You work through it. You make it work. Their response in Matthew 19, verse 10 was, maybe it's better if we don't get married. You see their thought process? They actually had the idea, apparently, that they could go into a marriage with the mentality that says, I can get out if it doesn't work. God has changed that law. He wants us to go back to the original. And they said, oh, it'd be better. I understand that word. The final word is the word advantage. I know what an advantage is too, don't you? In John 16, Jesus said to his disciples, If I go away, it's an advantage to you. Jesus was going to go back to heaven, and his disciples were going to be left, and they were concerned. Wait a minute, you're leaving us? And Jesus said, it's an advantage to you if I go away because when I go away, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit to you, and the Spirit will take care of you. He'll tell you what to think and to say. When you get in trouble, he'll tell you what to do. See, it's an advantage if I go all of these words translate this word in 1 Corinthians 10 in verse 23. I like the word helpful. Paul uses that word helpful. And he uses it three times in his writings. I want you to turn with me first to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And I want you to notice with me the first time he uses the word helpful. Because what we're going to do is we are defining the word expedient. I'm trying to figure out what does that mean? Well, it means helpful. 
Well, how do I know if it's helpful? Well, let's let Paul tell us. 1 Corinthians 6, verse 12. All things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. And then he says in verse, the next verse, 13, foods for the stomach, the stomach for foods, but God will destroy both it and them. What does the word expedient mean? It's a word that means when I'm doing whatever it's lawful, we've already decided that something is lawful. So we've, we're there. We're not unlawful. We've already decided it's lawful. It's expedient or helpful when it doesn't create a bad habit. Paul wanted people to understand, I'm not going to be brought under them, under the control of them. For instance, there are a lot of things in life that are very good, but that we can't let them take control of us. Sports, very good, but it cannot control us. There are so many things, food, recreation, television, material things can all be good. And they can fit under the topic of lawful. But if I allow those lawful things to create a bad habit in me, for me, that is not helpful. It's not expedient. Go back to chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians in our text. Look what he says about helpful in verse 23. All things are lawful for me, but all things are, uh, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but not all things edify. The word edify means to build up, to encourage, to strengthen. Again, we're talking about a lawful thing, but is it beneficial? Does it help? Does it strengthen? It's a lawful thing, but does it help? There's a lot of situations in the early church, first century, that they had to struggle over this very issue. Here's one. When they bought their food in the open market, they would often buy pre-cooked meat. Some of those storekeepers who were selling that meat had taken that meat. It was cooked because they had cooked it for their idol god. And now they're selling it. Idolatry is a sin. And there were some people who were saying, you can't eat that meat. You can't buy that meat because it was contaminated when offered to an idol. And Paul said, wait a minute. There's nothing wrong with that meat just because somebody else offered it to an idol. But he did say this. If you as a stronger Christian understand that, and you come across another Christian who's very weak, 
And even though you know there's nothing wrong with it, don't do it until that weaker brother is trained better. Don't abuse that weaker brother just because you know that it's okay. That becomes, though inexpedient, it's not expedient for that moment because it hasn't helped that person. In fact, it has torn them down. Expedient means helpful and edifying. Look at chapter 10 in verse 33, the third time he uses it. Just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, that's the word helpful, but the profit of many that they may be saved. A third thing that helps me understand what expediency is, expediency is not selfish. Expediency is not about me doing what I want to do because I want to do it. It must be in the context of everybody else. Paul said, I'm not doing this for my profit. I'm doing this for everyone's profit. And that's exactly how things ought to be. So now I understand what expediency is. It means helpful in my commitment to the Lord. It is helpful in your strengthening and commitment to the Lord. And it is helpful in keeping all of us from being selfish. That is expedient. Question one, is it lawful? We've answered that. When we know it's lawful, then we ask question two. Is it expedient? Is it helpful for promoting the lawful thing that we have decided, helpful to promote my and your and our commitment to God. Having asked those two, we now ask the third and final question. Is it convenient? The subject of convenience never comes up until we've already decided what is lawful and what is expedient. Now, convenience is a discussion we can have. I certainly don't want to be dismissive of the reverence of the time of worship. I don't want anybody to be offended by the illustration that I gave at the beginning. But I want to make a point. God wants us to worship. I don't think anybody denies that. It's lawful. It's what God expects. In fact, for us not to worship is unlawful. It is not what God wants. So we decide that it's lawful to worship God. The next thing we decide is, is it, what is the expediency for worshiping God? Well, some people have an open air facility because of the place they live. When we were in 
Hawaii for one of our, for our anniversary back on the 25th, I think it was. The church building had no walls. That's pretty neat, i got to say. Worshiping and seeing the beauty of God's creation the whole time, that was pretty special. But you know what? I don't think that would work here because sometimes it gets really cold. Sometimes it's nasty weather. We need the enclosure. This is expedient for us. That's an expediency that helps the law of worshiping God. But then COVID hit. Is it expedient for us to be home? Absolutely. In fact, it is necessary for some people to be home. And therefore, having this online opportunity, it is an expedient that helps the worship process when we can't be assembled together. And that's perfectly fine. We need it. And, and it's really good. Our people do a wonderful job. And we have a great setup. But now comes the concept of convenience. This is my opinion, and that's how it is. It is my opinion that the convenience of a lounge chair in your pajamas, eating, drinking, working on your checkbook, reading another book and listening, Doing things that were you in this building, in the assembly, that you would not be doing here, but you're doing them there, that is a convenience, in my opinion, that is detrimental to commitment. We've been taken out of this building, and I understand it. But we've not been taken out of our commitment. And I simply want us to think... Are we caving in because of convenience to such a degree that our commitment is challenged? Is it really an expedient to worship at home in your pajamas? In other words, when you would be here, is it really helpful to your commitment level? I can't answer that for you. I can answer it for me. And I'm simply asking all of us to consider while we are disconnected from so many things that relate to our spiritual lives, our assembly, our fellowship, our Bible class time where we learn from each other, one-on-one -on -one Bible studies, all of these things that have changed Let's make sure that the replacements are really helpful. They are expedients. They're really helpful in our commitment rather than merely a convenience that so easily could take away our commitment. I have to answer that for me. You have to answer it for you. But let us, as a church... Think in a way that says, what is most helpful to this church? What is most helpful 
to what we are trying to accomplish for God in this place and amongst us. And everything that comes up in the future, let us think. It won't come up if it's not lawful because I trust those who shepherd this flock. So if it comes up, you can rest assured it's already lawful. Now we need to decide. What is the helpful way to accomplish it? Or are we merely looking for a convenience factor? I leave these thoughts with you for today. I hope they've been helpful as all of us want to be committed to God. Thank you for joining us this evening online. We appreciate your commitment level to make this a part of your life. May God bless our nation. May God bless our church. May God bless each one of us as we try to be more committed to him. If we can help you further, please contact us. Let us be involved in your life in whatever way we can to help with your commitment to the Lord. We hope you enjoyed today's broadcast brought to you by the Richmond Church of Christ. We are located at 1500 Lancaster Road in Richmond, Kentucky. We meet on Sunday mornings for Bible class at 9 a.m., followed by our morning worship service held at 10 a.m. Our Sunday evening service is held at 6 p.m., and our midweek Bible study is held on Wednesday at 7 p.m. If you are in the area, we would love to have you as our honored guest. Thanks for listening.